Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rathoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and joining me via the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Justin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Uh, it's, it's good to be back, and, uh, you know, glad, glad to be talking sports, even though we have uh, some sports that we can actually watch now. it's uh, it, Hopefully, things continue to move in the right direction with that regard, because it's been, it's been good to have it back. Oh, absolutely. So... Baseball started on Thursday, uh, with the majority of teams beginning on Friday, including the Phillies. And uh, happy belated birthday, Justin. I know uh, the Phillies didn't deliver you a present the day of, but at least you got one yesterday. Unfortunately, um, they lost again today. So not an ideal start for uh, professional baseball in the city of brotherly love, especially with four pending games against the Yankees, who have looked pretty good after the first three days. Yeah. Um, they, if they struggled against what should be one of the worst teams in baseball, if not 
certainly the division. Um, you know, it doesn't doesn't bode well going against the Yankees, who I think might have lost two out of three against the Nationals. But um, oh, I thought they won yeah, two so out of could, three. They, they may have. They may have. I I I could have I could have gotten it mixed up, but yeah. So it'll be interesting. But tonight, instead of uh, focusing on uh, baseball and the pending restart of the NBA and NHL, we are finishing our discussion on the NFL season as that approaches. Uh, a lot of teams begin training camp this week. Uh, the ones that haven't already started that thing that'll be getting going on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, there will be no preseason games as a result of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. That was one of the uh, things that has changed. As we approach the start of the season, there will be no preseason games, so everything's going to be done in-house. And to round out our preview series, we are on the AFC East. You know, last week we got to discuss uh, the division with the Eagles and Cowboys, which is always a, a big one for our show, but this one hits close to home for me. And, of course, we have to take into account my uncle, the huge Patriots fan, and my family up in Massachusetts, and naturally... He has an email for us, so I think it uh, makes sense probably to start there. Again, I did not read this to start the show, or, or before the show, I should say. Uh, so we're going to hit this one uh, fresh, both Justin and I, and uh, we'll see what he has to say. I'm going to guess he's going to have some recaps in here on, of who we picked. I expect him to say who is going to win the AFC East in his point of view. And, uh, well, let's see what else he got. So this is coming from uh, my uncle, Rich, in Massachusetts. He says, all right, time for Joey's and my favorite division, the AFC East. I think we will have some differences. Fourth place, the New York Jets. The Jets are just the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I always hated that cheer. Well, that takes that makes two of us, that's for sure. They just <laughs> traded their best defensive player away for the future. So what do they have? Nothing. Third place is Joey's Dolphins. Getting better, drafted their franchise quarterback to a tag of Iloa, but will still need time to get better. Ryan Fitzpatrick is still a good quarterback and has some fantastic games left in him. Plus, they have Belichick protege as coach Brian Flores, who I like. Ditto. And yes, my dislike for John Harbaugh comes from being a good coach, and his team is always a pain for my team. So there we go. We get an answer from last week's show, or, or two weeks ago, I guess. Um, we, were, we were right about that one. Yes, we were. So I, I wasn't. I, I thought we were going to be, but I just want to make sure. And he just verify that. Uh, yes, he just doesn't like John Harbaugh because he's a good coach and can be a pain for the Patriots. So my uncle, of course, second place is the Buffalo Bills. Again, getting better, but Josh Allen still has to prove himself. They have a good coach, Sean McDermott, and an improving defense. Maybe next year. And of course, first are my New England Patriots. In any other division, I would be worried, but we still have the best coach in the world. I do think Cam will uh, conform to Belichick's ways and have a good year. Again, health is the main concern. Remember, he led his team to 11-5 and when Brady was lost for the entire season in 2008, but they didn't make the playoffs. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, Dolphins won the division that year, by the way. Uh, so now we move on to his Super Bowl predictions. So here are our division winners, and we're going to get the recap and uh, and his pick. So um, in the NFC, uh, Vikings, Bucks, Seahawks, and Cowboys. That's I guess me, me, you, and my dad all picked Vikings, Bucks, Seahawks, and Cowboys at least initially. 
Uh, in the AFC, there were some differences. I, I, as in Joey, Ravens, Texans, and Chiefs, plus whoever I picked tonight. Justin, you, Justin, and my dad picked the Ravens, Colts, and Chiefs. Then his picks, my uncle for the NFC, were Lions, Saints, 49ers, and Cowboys. His wild cards are the Bucks, Seahawks, and Vikings. His NFC Super Bowl participant are the Saints. And his, um, his AFC picks... With the division picks were Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, and Patriots. His wild card picks are the Colts, Titans, and Browns. And his AFC Super Bowl participant are the Ravens. He says Chiefs have a Super Bowl Ooh. hangover. So uh, I don't know if that he means the Ravens beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Uh, he doesn't go that far in depth. So, Uncle Rich, if you want to let us know who do the Ravens beat in the AFC title game, I'd be interested to know if it's the Chiefs or your Patriots. Um, you can let us know who the Saints beat in the NFC as well. Um, Super Bowl winners, he says, finally, after a tough four years, the New Orleans Saints. So my uncle is saying Saints-Ravens with the Saints coming out on top in Super Bowl 55. And he said he didn't have internet last be, week at the campground, but he'll be listening tonight at home. So maybe he can that text would be me really, some stuff. Yeah, that would be really interesting to see uh, that Lamar Jackson can't get it done in the playoff thing kind of turned on its head, you know, if he if he made it to the Super Bowl. Right, especially um, if they would beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs or the Patriots. <laughs> the Chefs, great googly moogly. <laughs> So that that was good. That was good email, Uncle Rich. I, I love hearing from uh, from you for our recaps because I can't say I remember always since we've been doing this, you know, for two and a half months now. Um, so it's good. So I have a reference point here, Justin, if we need help of who we picked uh, in the previous division. Um, so sounds good. Um, and before we dive in, I will go ahead and give my dad since my uncle recapped uh, his picks as well. Uh, my dad for this evening is going. Buffalo at one, New England two, Miami three, and the Jets four. So he's similar to my uncle, but he does have Buffalo overtaking the Patriots for the division. And I'll actually go on record and say right now that as I sit here and and start the show, I do not know how I'm going in this division because um, I know obviously my heart says a lot of things but my head says many others, but my head is very confused after all of the off-season changes that have <laughs> happened in New England. Uh, I just, it, it's tough, um, but I do get to start. Thankfully, starting the AFCs is probably the easiest thing to do for me, and um, it's no different than my uncle or my dad, because as as Rich pointed out, the New York Jets not only don't have a ton of talent, they also just traded one of their best and possibly their best defender to the Seattle Seahawks. You could argue he's their best player. (laughs) Right. So um, they jettisoned him. He's gone now. Um, And I just, I really don't know what's going on with the Jets, which is fine because I'm a Jets hater, um, much in the same vein as uh, as the, the fine folk folks uh, in new england i just that those are teams that i can't find myself rooting for that often it does happen there's a strange occurrence every so often but the jets and the patriots and for a long time before new england got good now we're talking you know back in the 90s the bills were a sworn enemy uh of myself and uh, you know them being adam's favorite team that's no points for them so um you know the afc's teams don't sit well with me which makes sense being uh the home of my favorite team. 
But my fourth place team is by far the Jets. I think the Jets could possibly be the worst team in the NFL. They went seven and nine last season. So, you know, conventional wisdom would say, well, they have enough there, but I just, I don't see it. I, I think they overachieved at seven and nine last year. Um, they have jettisoned some of the talent that they had been using. Uh, I don't know exactly what they expect to accomplish this season. Uh, maybe Sam Darnold will, will step up this year. Maybe he'll be um, a guy that turns it around, and maybe the Jets will be pushing 500 or better. I don't see it happening. Uh, they brought in um, one of our favorite players to uh, to talk trash on, and Joe Flacco as a potential backup for Sam Darnold. Um, you know, they brought in Levy and Bell last year, and you know, he was fine. Um, they have Frank Gore, who, you know, I, I do really like Frank Gore, but he's just kind of uh, sticking around here near the end of his career. I don't know how much he'll be able to contribute. Uh, wide receiver-wise, a bunch of cast-offs. Uh, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson, Brashad Perriman. Not exactly people that instill a lot of uh, fear in opponents. Uh, they're journeymen for a reason. Uh, same thing can be said at tight end. There's just not a lot of talent around Darnold. If people think Darnold's the guy, they have the name of Levy and Bell, and that's pretty much it. They did draft uh, one of my favorite offensive linemen, Mackay Becton, in the first round this year, so maybe he'll uh, help contribute to a, a renaissance uh, for the Jets, but I just I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and defensively, they've just been jettisoned. They've invested a whole bunch of first-round picks on the defensive side since 2012, and they've gotten rid of all of them within three to four years, mostly via trade. So they're not able to hold on to the talent that they end up drafting, and it's really starting to hurt them. Um, I can't say that other than Quinn and Williams, none of the defensive linemen stand out to me. Uh, the same thing can be said about their linebackers. Probably the biggest um, get for them was C.J. Mosley in free agency last year. You know, We talked about that on this show that I loved Mosley, and I was surprised the Ravens let him go. Um, so he's there in New York, but um, that's about it. I really, I really don't see anything else that excites me um, other than maybe um, Sam, Sam Ficken being there as a kicker. Um, competing for a specialist spot with the Jets, and I hope he gets it. But really, I mean, it's Darnold and Bell on offense and C.J. Mosley on defense. That's all that I see uh, that really stands out. Sure, there's going to be solid guys. Every team has solid players, but solid players aren't necessarily going to win you a ton of games unless you have a lot of them, and I'm not sure the Jets have that. So this could be the end of Adam Gase again uh, with another team. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not high on them at all. And I'm going to here quickly pull up the, um, sheet that you put together, Justin, just to jog my memory of where I had them sitting, uh, in terms of wins and losses. Let's see how that computes because I don't think it's a lot. I, I'm going to say it was around four, but let's, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Th actually I have them going three and 13. 3-13 and 13 for the Jets in 2020. Um, then they, are they my worst team? Yeah, they're my worst team. Um, they're my worst team in the NFL, the New York Jets. 3-13, and 13, that's what I have them doing in 2020. Yeah, so I'm actually going to be pretty much right on par with 
all the things you said. Um, I think the Jets are the worst team in the division. They're going to be pushing for one of the worst teams in the league. Um, when you look at it, Sam Darnold, this kills me to say it because I'm not a huge Sam Darnold fan. I'm not like a Sam Darnold hater. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself that. I just, USC and beating Penn State and that kind of thing just weren't fun. Um, yeah, I agree. But man, like, what a terrible situation. You know, he's been with the Jets for multiple years now. They have virtually no weapons around him. They have Le'Veon Bell, which is fine, but like having a great running back without any other weapons, like you can see the other New York team for that as well. Um, it's just, it's really tough. They traded away their, arguably their best defensive player. Well, and two I really of them, like, because uh, they traded right, away yeah. Leonard Williams before yeah. the draft or during the draft when I know right. it was right before the draft. Right. And, and I really like Quentin Williams, but like that's early, you know, it's, it's going to, you know, you'll probably see more out of him this year, but yeah, I think Adam Gase is is in serious trouble here, um, because I just don't see like this isn't a very talented team, and I don't think it's going to be a well coached team. So when I look at it from from the standpoint of like quarterbacks, like I think Sam Donald's ceiling is pretty high, but right now I think he is the biggest question mark at at quarterback in the division and that's saying a lot because you have a rookie who will eventually be the guy in Miami but um, Sam Darnold has shown that he's inconsistent at best right now now again some of that's on him and some of that is the teams he's been on are terrible but but anyway so you know you can argue that Sam Darnold is maybe fourth in terms of quarterbacks in the division. I, you could argue maybe third, but I think you're going to struggle to say that based on performance that he's any higher than third. And coaching-wise, he's by like Adam Gase is by far the worst coach in the division. You know, I like and listen. I I know this doesn't have anything to do with on-field directly things, but like. You know, then you you have things where you've got, you know, just from a PR standpoint, you're dealing with comments that were or were not said by, you know, the owner who who doesn't run the day to day things of the team. Like just to be clear, but just like in every way that you could form or find some like instability with this team, the Jets, I feel like you have it. Like there's PR issues with with ownership or front office. There's issues about the head coach all the time. And you don't know if your young quarterback is going to be the guy or not. I mean, if you have any of those issues, your team is in a tough spot and the jets have all three, you know what I mean? Now, and I would, I would put that ownership thing way down the list. Like, I don't think that's an actual, like, I think that that'll be handled, but, but well, or it might not even need to be handled. I, I don't honestly know enough about it, but just the fact that it's, something that just comes up. It's just one last thing. It's the last thing any team needs. And it's certainly the last thing you need when you're terrible. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, of course the jets would have to deal with that. Right. Like that's just basically how I am am looking at it. Um, But yeah, like if you don't know about your quarterback, you don't know about your head coach and you're in a bad spot. And especially when teams, seem to be figuring it out. Now there's certainly questions up in New England just because of turnover. But Miami has seems to have found 
their man at head coach and they believe, you know, we'll have to see it, but they just spent a first round pick on a quarterback. So they think they've found the guy for the future at quarterback too. Right. You know, you look at Buffalo, they spent the first round pick on the quarterback a couple of years ago and they found some success that they haven't had for a few years. So like, yeah, I, I just don't see very many opportunities for success for the Jets as is. That being said, if you're not if you're not going to use let me rephrase that. If if I feel like they may see the same writing though, and that might be why they traded Jamal Adams. Like they may see like we're not gonna compete for the division in the next one or two, maybe three years, which is also really tough. Like, what are you going to do about Darnold then? Um, Like I, they got, correct me if I'm wrong. They got two first round picks for Jamal Adams. Is that correct? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. A safety. Right. Like I, I only confirmed that because that's what I had seen, but I was like, that can't be right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and get, don't get me wrong. Like, this coming from a team, you know, I root for the Eagles. We can use the safety. Like I would have loved to get him. You know what I mean? For, but not at that price. I honestly wouldn't want to give up a single first round pick for him. I know that right. sounds crazy because you're getting a, like, you know, we've talked about this all the time on our draft shows. First round picks, you can argue are 50, 50 shot, you know, of being a, a solid pick or, or, you know, not so great pick. And Jamal Adams has proven that he, he is, you know, certainly in that solid category, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man, first round pick. And, and it's one of those where now listen, I, I'm not necessarily bashing what Seattle did. They're all in They're They're trying to win now while they have Pete Carroll. Cause he's probably only got a couple years left. Right. And you got Russell Wilson and Hey, I, if you think it's your time, you got to go. But from the other side of it, the Jets are clearly like punting here. You know, they're clearly saying, we don't plan on being good for a while. <laughs> so, um, and, and I'm a firm believer that that is probably the correct stance. I don't think they're going to be very good for a while. So um, I'm going to put them right there around three wins as well. Um, just because, like you said, they'll find some way to win some games, but not very many of them. Sure. I, I, and I, you know, from the people we've heard from, we're all in agreement. Jets, worst team in the AFC East. And I think, I don't want to say a lot, but by a few games, honestly, I don't, oh, yeah. I think, you know, they're a three, four win team. I think third place in the division, I think could be, and well, this maybe gives away the way that I'm thinking, but I think third place could be a seven, eight or nine win team. Now that doesn't mean that first place is going to win 11 or more. Uh, right. I just don't think the jets are very good. And I, I know no, people I, I probably agree. after, you know, the start of the Dolphin season last year, I think it's maybe ridiculous that I think the Jets are a three or four win team. And I'm saying that the Dolphins could possibly be winning double that. Um, but Miami also was much worse last year and at five and 11, uh, they, they no, still I, won five games is, is, is my point. And that comes down to, I believe, coaching staff and front office um, overhaul and, and, and positivity coming from Miami, whereas I don't feel that in New York. Um, but I don't want to talk about the Dolphins yet because it's not my turn. Right. Uh, and it's okay. your turn so, to do the third place team. I'm, I'm going to my third place team. And this, uh, 
This is a tough one for me. Like the remaining three are kind of tough to sort out. Like you said, I knew that the Jets are one of the worst teams, in my opinion, in the division and in football, um, and don't really have any answers currently for that. Um, I really want to pick the Dolphins to do well, um, and I think they're going to continue to move in the right direction, but I am picking them for my third-place team. I think a big factor to, to me not picking them to maybe get an extra win or two is going to be the factor that this off season was basically a wash, you know, um, in a normal off season, uh, where Tua could have been at least in the rooms. I know coming off the health issues and things like that, it may not have been a hundred percent normal, but having it be more normal, I think would have been helpful for him and, and for the team. Um, I'm going to put them, I'm going to put them at seven wins. I think the Dolphins are going to win seven games. I really think they're going to be moving in the right direction. I think they're going to be a team that no one wants to play, uh, you know, Thanksgiving or later. See my Eagles playing them last year when um, <laughs> I had thought about, like, I had thought about trying to go to that game because it was Thanksgiving weekend. I didn't have work on Monday. Like, I was like, man, we could go down there. Um and, and try and go to that game. Like that would be so cool. And when the Eagles lost that game, I was so glad I did not go to that game. Like I would have been so angry um, because I considered going to that game. Cause I, you know, you figure, Oh, that's a win. Cause the Dolphins were before the season, you know, when I was looking, they were going to tank for Tua, right? Like that was, that was the whole thing. So, um, and then they get blown out week one and all that stuff. You're like, Oh my gosh. Well, so glad I didn't do that. But anyway, um, I just think your uncle hit on it in the email. Brian Flores, I think, is a really good head coach pick hire for them. And I think that's going to grow into like a home run hire. I, I think he's going to be, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a really good hire for the Dolphins for a while. Um, I know it's a limited sample size there right now, but I, I just, from the way, they didn't cave the way they handled that super tough situation last year. Um, that tells me the things I want to know and the way he got players to buy in when they know exactly what it is too. You know what I mean? Like that tells you everything that I need to know about him. And um, now they're starting to add in some of those first round like picks all over the place. Um, and they have some more next year, you know, like just, I, they're going to continue to add talent at pieces. And when you're adding those first round picks, you also have them under like mostly salary control. It allows you to go out and get free agents at select spots. You know, like I just, I think the dolphins are really set up and they're going to continue to build. Um, and I, I really think they're headed in the right direction. And I think they're doing it in a sustainable way, which is even more impressive. I don't want to say even better because like, Look, if you can, you know, free agent your your way to and you know to a Super Bowl, go ahead and do it. Like that's n there's no wrong way to to get there unless you're the Patriots and you want to use some, you know, bending of the rules. But like other than that, like within the rules, there's no wrong way to to get there and win your championship. But like if you're looking for sustained success, I feel like the Dolphins are doing it in the right the right way, and um. I, while I said, I, I think they're going to be at seven wins. They could at the high end, maybe be like looking for 500 and certainly going to cause some havoc in this division. 
I just don't think they're quite there yet, but man, they're, they're going to be scary moving forward in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with uh, basically everything you said. Um, and like I said, when the show started, I wasn't sure where I was going to go with this. And a few minutes ago, after we talked about the Jets and led into the, our third spot, I was thinking of honestly um, not having Miami finish third. I, I was thinking maybe I could get them up to two, but I'm not going to do it. I've decided to pull back a little bit. I'm going to have my Dolphins in, in third. But I think you're still going to see kind of like what you, what you said. Uh, you're going to see some strides. You're going to see performances getting better. You're going to see the foundation being laid. But the problem is this was always at least a two-year thing to become competitive long-term. Last year started off awful but ended pretty good. You know, they started, what was it, 0-7, 0-8. They finished 5-11. and So they were 5-3 and in the second half of the season, and they had much less talent than they have right now. I, I do think that they got better. Uh, I, I think I, we could see a two-game improvement. I, I'm going to say 7-9 and nine, uh, in third place. Not quite there for um, the se- uh, seventh playoff spot. Uh, you know, that third wild card, I think they are just a little bit away. I don't know exactly what to say about Fitzpatrick and, you know, Tua, like what's going to happen there. Are we going to see Tua play at all this year, a lot this year? I, I, I'm i not really sure. I'm, I'm happy that they, sh- I, it would appear, they plan to roll at the beginning with Fitzpatrick. I mean, look what he's been able to do so many places. He's never the long-term answer. But if you want some stability and, you know, a gunslinger that can possibly get your guys around him playing better, you know, obviously on the offensive side of the ball, he's the guy. And I'm, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he can hopefully teach to a few things. Um, I do think we'll see two at some point. I, I hope it mimics more what they were able to do in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, where he only plays at the very end of the season. Um, you know, if Miami's vying for a playoff spot, maybe you, you won't see him if they, you know, if, you know, who knows, eight and eight could possibly get you that seventh spot. You know, I think that would have happened last year with the Steelers. So, um, that's only if they go seven and nine, that's only a game back. Uh, and maybe if they're still trying to make it, um, miraculously, you, we won't see two at all this year. If, if things start really bad, you know, if they start zero and seven, zero and eight, eight again, I would say you probably are going to get to see Tua. I don't see that happening. Yeah, but imagine, sorry, not to cut you off. Imagine how exciting it is for the future if this team with Ryan Fitzgerald, like we said, he is he is a great like fill-in quarterback. You know what I mean? If you can build a 500 or better team with him as your quarterback, man, the ceiling for this team with the projected ceiling for Tua is unbelievable at that point. You know, like, whew. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Another reason I was hoping that I could convince myself to put Miami at second probably means that they're at least eight, if not nine win that probably has them in contention for a playoff spot. And obviously that would be some turnover in our playoff teams because we haven't had a lot of that. And we know the NFL has been notorious for having a 50% turnover rate when it comes to playoff teams. Now, maybe because of COVID-19, the, the changes and the lack of cohesiveness between teams with you know big rookie classes or with a lot of free agent signings or coaching staff changes, maybe we won't see that. The holdovers will stay strong and there will only be a few new teams Um but I just can't convince myself that Miami is a 500 or better team at this point. 
However, maybe it's a bit of surprise and this will ruin um, what I was thinking here and where I'm going to put teams two and one. But, you know, we we, we weren't really trashing Sam Darnold. We were just kind of like, I I don't know. I just don't know if he's going to be the answer. And and I think that's because maybe the talent around him – both offensively and defensively isn't great. He's not getting incredible coaching uh, from Adam Gase uh, last year. And uh, I'm looking at his stats. You know, they're fine. They're not out- outstanding. The biggest thing for him is he has to cut down on his turnovers because he had 13 interceptions last year uh, after 15 as, as a rookie. Um, his quarterback rating, um, 84.3 last season. He threw for over 3,000 yards, uh, 19 touchdowns. His team won three more games than they had the year before when he was a starter. Uh, his completion per- percentage was just under 62. Not so bad. Well, there's another quarterback in the AFC East who threw for just over 3,000 yards last year, threw for 20 touchdowns, only had nine interceptions, his quarterback rating was 85.3, uh, but his completion percentage was just under 59. Um, you know, average numbers probably would be middle of the pack, maybe even below average, but pretty similar to what Sam Darnold did. That quarterback was Josh Allen. And I know a lot of people are anointing Buffalo as the team to take over from New England. And a lot of people are pointing to, well, it's going to be because of Josh Allen, what Josh Allen was able to do. And they love Josh Allen's uh, ability to run the football. And he did. He he had nine rushing touchdowns last year, which um, I think Darnold had two. So there is that component to it. But as a pure passer, Josh Allen isn't that much better, if at all, than Sam Darnold. But it comes down to the team around him. And, and the Bills were able to add... Uh, a big piece on offense when they traded for Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, they all, they also already have John Brown and Cole Beasley uh, there for him uh, at wide receiver, but adding Stephon Diggs was, was absolutely huge uh, f- for that, for that offense. Uh, they have some, they got to figure out what they're doing at running back. Like just who's going to be the guy. Um, I think it's going to be Devin Singletary. Um, but I, I just there isn't a huge difference between Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, um, at least as a passer. So if Allen doesn't continue to improve, and they both Darnold and Allen improved from their rookie year in 2018. I remember Darnold was the third pick and Allen was the seventh pick, uh, and they're both they're both close um, personally too. They're friends, so it'll be interesting to see their development because. If one of them takes a much bigger step, it's going to control the destiny of their team. Uh, and Josh Allen has lucked out because Buffalo has a much better team, especially on the defensive side. Uh, the defensive line that Buffalo can throw out there is miles uh, ahead of what the uh, what the Jets have. And top to bottom, the Bills are definitely a, a better roster than the Jets and the Dolphins. And that's why I kept the Dolphins at third um, at seven and nine. But I am very excited about my about my Dolphins. I think this could be a, a, a fun year. I think that, you know, they're going to lose games that I expect them to lose and maybe even one or two that I don't. But I think they're going to um, fight like they did last year and win a game or two that you, they probably shouldn't. Uh, and it was nice last season um, watching the Dolphins win games against uh, teams that I like them to beat. You know, they beat the Jets. Uh, always fun to beat the Jets. And uh, yes, Justin, I did get to see them beat the Eagles, which... Um, for me, is always one of the highlights. If uh, well, the year they play the NFC East, I need them to beat either Dallas or Philly. That has to happen. 
Uh, and then, hey, of course, I'm all on board with them beating Dallas. Whenever <laughs> they can beat Dallas, I am I am fully on board. And then, of course, you know they beat the Eagles um, in Week 13 to start the month of December, and then they end the month of December upsetting the Patriots in Gillette. Uh, to that completely changes the look of the AFC playoff. So yeah, um, that may have that may have changed the who won the Super Bowl last year, right. you know, because it, it completely changed the seating in the AFC. Yeah, so um, I, you know, I think Miami did a good job in free agency, bringing in uh, Jordan Howard to kind of rotate in at running back. The, you know, the leading rusher last year was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and when you're you're a Harvard-bred quarterback. Uh, is your leading rusher that can't spell good things. They still won five games despite being the worst rushing team in the league. Uh, but they added Jordan Howard to help out with that. They brought in Eric Flowers and Ted Karras, two offensive linemen from the Redskins and Patriots, respectively. Uh, and then they they focused on defense, adding some uh, depth players, starters, and special teams guys. Uh, so, some big ones um, from New England, especially Kyle Van Noy. Uh, and Landon Roberts, both guys that Brian Flowers is familiar with. Uh, a huge signing of Byron Jones from the Cowboys to um, to bring in a cornerback. And they have three um, highly drafted or highly coveted cornerbacks now at their disposal. And uh, they also brought in some uh, some relative players that maybe weren't going to make a big splash on their previous team, but down in Miami, they can certainly do so. Uh, and Emmanuel Ogba from the Chiefs, Shaq Lawson from the Bills, and you're familiar with uh, Gruger Hill, the Eagles linebacker. Uh, yep. You know, so I, I think not. They, they made big splashes with the name of, you know, Byron Jones was a huge one, and they gave up big money to Van Noy and Flowers. Um, you know, Jones maybe could become a, one of the a star player, but most of these were just solid players that you need to build a team with. And I think they did a good job of doing that. And then obviously we know what they were able to do in the draft with getting two at five, um, Austin Jackson at 18 and Noah Igben Ogini from Auburn, the cornerback. Um, but I like um, the other acquisitions in the draft, Robert Hunt, the offensive lineman for Louisiana and Solomon Kinley, the guard from Georgia. Um, they got Curtis Weaver in the fifth round, which we mentioned this in our draft recap. I thought that was great. Um, great talent late in the draft as a, an edge rusher that they absolutely needed to add. They needed a nose tackle. They got that at Raekwon Davis. And uh, I love, love the, um, the drafting of um, Navy quarterback Malcolm Perry that they can kind of use as a slash guy. And, you know, if, if uh, Brian Flores is willing to uh, do um, some fun things, which he absolutely was willing to do last year, Malcolm Perry could be an interesting guy to add to that offense. So all in all, I think two years in a row, Miami's had good drafts. They finally made a splash in free agency this year. They still are set up to have strong draft next year with the picks. Um, you know, and oh, they own, oh, they, you know, I didn't even mention that they traded for Matt Breda, who we saw what he was able to do in San Francisco the last few years. Um, Devonte Parker had a breakout season last year uh, at wide receiver. If they can settle their offensive line, and a few key guys return healthy. This is a better than a five and eleven team, and that's why I think they go seven and nine, and uh, finish in third, just out of the playoffs. But I think uh, I, th- I think they're set to surprise a few people. Every time I see them ranked like twenty six or lower in the power rankings, I just scoff because I'm like, that's not happening. This team, while I'm not saying they're a, you know a top twelve team, top fourteen team in this league. I think they're much closer to middle of the pack than they are the bottom third. I completely agree. All right. So 
my second place team, and maybe this is a bit of a surprise. I already talked about their quarterback, but I'm actually going to have Buffalo at second. Um, I really thought for a while that I was going to have the Bills be the division champs again, um, or I should say like everyone else has been kind of trending. Buffalo is the fancy pick. And as much as I like their overall roster, better, much better than the Jets and better than Miami at this moment, I just feel like I need to see more from Josh Allen. I just, I'm not convinced that he's going to take another big step that will lead his team to uh, being the best that the AFCs has to offer this year. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but something's just telling me that Buffalo isn't quite ready and is being overhyped a little bit. I would like to see Buffalo win just because it is someone different than the Patriots and it would be, you know, something different um, playoff wise um, because Buffalo, you know, they made it two years ago, but they were on the outside looking in last year. But I just, I don't know. I think they're good. I just don't think they're uh, as good as everyone is making them out to be, um, unfortunately for them. And uh, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, I don't favor them. I, I I don't even know if I can really put my finger on exactly what it is. Cause I don't want to say Josh Allen is overrated. I just think people think he's going to take a bigger step than I anticipate he will. So second place AFC East. Um, and I'm going to say, I think they're a fringe playoff team. So I'll say, I'll say nine and seven. So I was going to say eight and eight, but I think I'll go nine and seven for Buffalo in 2020. Second place um, in in the AFCs, but that's a, you know that's a game worse than they were last year. Uh, they were ten and six last year. This just missed out on the playoffs, but um, yeah, they didn't. They weren't in the playoffs last year, right? Am I getting? I'm trying to think now. Am I getting my years confused? Um, I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I know they made the playoffs no, two years ago. No, I, you I know what they? Know no, they played the Texans last year. They lost in okay, overtime. Yep. They were up by. They were up yep. by six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Buffalo was in the playoffs last year. Um, yep. So yeah. So I'm getting my my Bills seasons confused. Um, they they lost to the Texans. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. Ten and six last year, nine and seven this year. At least that's what I think is going to happen. I, I mean, I don't think they're a bad team by any means, but I just I don't know that they're uh, an 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 eleven win team. I don't see a, a you know even a game improvement over last season, um, and that maybe that's crazy with their additions of Stephon Diggs and you know another year of uh, of strong play from their defense. But I don't know. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. So. Um, this, this week we, we seem to be on the same page. Um, I'm also picking the bills in second place. Um, I, I know there's a ton of turnover in new England and I kind of referenced that before, but I just, I think Buffalo is going to be decent. I think they're going to be above average. Um, I'm going to put them also at nine wins. I, I, I think we pretty much have matched on everything that in this division, like win totals and orders, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, I know we've matched on order before, but usually we're off a little bit in wins. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not completely buying into Josh Allen yet. I, I think he's certainly good enough. I want to see more consistency there. 
Um, I do like some of the pieces they added. The defense has been really strong. I agree with all of that. I just, and some of this will have to do with in first place then, but like, I just don't, I don't know. I'm not convinced yet that they have what it takes to lock down this division. Um, and I, I know that sounds crazy because uh, Tom Brady is now in Tampa, but I'm, I'm still kind of of the, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Um, we've seen that so often with so many teams, including Buffalo teams. I'm just like, I'll believe that they can rip it from Bill Belichick's hands when they've actually done it. Does that make sense? Um, and like Stefan Diggs is, is huge, but I don't know. Like you, you put Allen as a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Like I, probably I, not. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't, right. Think so. I, I don't think so. I think he could be, I, oh, no, I, I think, think he could, he could be. be, but I don't think he is yet. Right. Like if I have to pick, like, if I it, last year, if I have to pick like a quarterback to win me a game between those two, I'm picking Kirk Cousins. Which and, is crazy because everyone says he can't win the big game. You know, any prime right? Days, and and, and, and I don't and I don't really like I don't really like Kirk Cousins. You know, from his Redskins days and and from some of the Vikings days, but like, like I I, I would I would rate him better than Allen at this moment. Um. Now, this season could go a long way. Listen, Josh Allen leads the Bills to a division title. Man, and he's, he probably would jump Kirk Cousins in that unless the Vikings have a huge year. You know what I mean? But, like, right. he has the opportunity to jump in this year. Um, I just – I'm kind of – I'll believe it when I see it. I I don't know. Um, and part of that, I'll kind of – so I don't really have a ton to add to the Buffalo part. I, I, I think they're going to be good. I think they'll be battling for a playoff spot. I, you know, I don't think they're a bad team. I just, I'm still of the mindset that New England's going to get it done. And that's my first place team is New England. And I, I kind of sent you, surprisingly, a, a tongue in cheek kind of comment when they signed Cam Newton. I said, oh man, Bill Belichick is going to have, uh, you know, the most talented quarterback he's ever had. And, you know, obviously I'm saying that kind of to like poke fun at Tom Brady, um, who is, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Like I, I'm not trying to shy away from that, but like if, if Bill Belichick can get cam at 80 or 85% of, of what cam has shown he can do in the NFL, I think that's good enough for New England and Bill Belichick to do a lot of things that they that we've seen them do the last two decades. You know what I mean? Like I I'm not saying they're necessarily Super Bowl favorite or anything like that, but I think Cam Newton at eighty, eighty five percent of peak Cam Newton uh, in in a Bill Belichick led team. Man, I, I I just think I think that's going to be pretty interesting, and yeah. and I'm I'm I really want to see how it works out. And where so where do you have obviously you have New England in first, but where do you have um, them in in terms of wins? So so I'm going to put them at ten wins. Um, so not not 
far and above. I think it's going to be really competitive. I think the Dolphins might beat, you know, the, um, the Bills and or the Patriots, you know, and that could throw things around there. Um, you know, if one of those teams is able to beat the Jets twice and the Dolphins twice and while the other one loses one, you know, the Patriots or Bills, that could be the difference in determining who wins the division. Um, I, I know there's lots of questions all over the place in New England. Um, you know, I know they had trouble protecting Brady at times the last few years. I know they've had trouble getting him weapons at times over the last few years. I, I know there's a lot of what ifs, but I just, I don't know. And part of that is like, I've always, I'm not like a huge Cam Newton fan, but I've been a huge Cam Newton believer. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, whereas I would say I was, I was kind of the opposite with Philip Rivers for a while, you know, where I was like, I wasn't a believer and I wasn't a fan. Like right. here, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of Cam Newton, but I, I'm not necessarily, I, I am a believer. Like I feel like he's, and I think he's got a lot left. Um, I know that's kind of sketchy because he, he's had health issues, but like, uh, let's be honest, by the time you're in the league eight years or however long he's been in the league, like maybe longer, um, that's going to be everybody at that point. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, if he can't stay healthy, that's a huge issue for New England. And that's even more reason why Buffalo you know, a reason for Buffalo to win the division. But I think, I think Cam Newton with Bill Belichick and I feel like New England with that attitude of they've got something to prove. I just, I feel like I've seen that movie before where everyone says, Oh, it's over New England. Right. And I know Tom Brady's not there. I know that's a huge part of it. Like I, I understand that, but I also, I'm a firm believer in that it's not the only part and it's not the only part of that story in New England. And I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, that Bill Belichick's not going to win the division. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree. And I, I do wonder if the, uh, you know, us against the world, like using all the um, nonsense off the field or doubters, I wonder if that's more Belichick or was that a Brady thing? Like, was Brady the one that got it, the team together? That's, that's a fair that's, point. Well, that's what I wonder about that. You know, I know Bill Belichick is Harold as a coach, but is he a great motivator in terms of like of hype and stuff like that? I think that was maybe more of a Brady thing. I could be wrong there, but we'll see what happens. But I'm still not discounting the Patriots. I'm still not exactly what you said. I'll believe it when I see it. When, you know, Buffalo or Miami in in a miraculous uh, change from uh, a year ago at this time, one of those teams would win. I'm not even going to put the Jets in that conversation because I can't even fathom that that could happen. Um, But Buffalo is obviously the... um, more likely scenario to unseat New England. And if that happens, I'd be like, okay, like a lot of people told me it was going to happen and it did. Like it won't be shocking, but I just, I have to see someone do it before I'm going to say a Bill Belichick led Patriots team isn't going to win the division. And that is taking into account Tom Brady not being there because, like my uncle pointed out, he did it once already. They didn't win the division. But they went eleven and five and didn't and didn't make the playoffs without Tom Brady. Right. Uh, the a year removed from him being, <coughs> excuse me, the 
you know, one of the best offensive seasons in NFL history. So right. um, we've seen and this before. Now, I'm not necessarily buying into it, but if you, if you want to look up, you know, some of the deeper level stats that show that Tom Brady had significantly fallen off last year than his other years, you can find that. Like you can find support saying like that Tom Brady isn't what he used to be, even though a lot of the numbers are still there. Um, and so like, look, I'm not saying I'm buying into him being washed up. I think I picked Tampa to win the division in, in the AFC South or NFC South. But I, I just think that if Cam is healthy, I think the drop-off from Tom Brady to Cam isn't going to be as big as everyone thinks. I'm not saying that Cam is going to step in and replace the greatest of all time, and no one's going to know, you know nothing's going to skip a beat, but I think they're still going to be good enough to win the division. And again, I don't want to play the Patriots come December or January or February unless you're the Eagles and you win 41-33. So, so I don't want to... Um... I want to dive into the Patriots a little bit more before we do our playoffs. Um, you know, besides losing Tom Brady, um, they got they lost Jamie Collins, Philip Dorsett, Nate Ebner, Ted Karras, Alandon Roberts, Danny Shelton, Kyle Van Noy, who I talked about um, going to the Dolphins. Um, they they got rid of Goskowski. Uh, I did like their first three draft picks and Kyle Duggar, the safety from Lemoore Ryan, um, Josh Ush, the edge from Michigan, and Anthony Jennings from Alabama. I think. Those three picks are excellent, all defensive guys, which a little surprising because it was at times last year. You know, New England's defense was like outstanding the first half of the year. They have the reigning defensive MVP on their team. Uh, they broke down a little bit in the second half, but it was really the offense that was having issues. But of course, um, Bill Belichick's dog decided to draft um, Kyle Duggar. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, they went defense with the first three picks, and they doubled down on tight end um, to finish the first uh, three rounds. But I don't know. Like I look at the roster. If Cam Newton didn't go there, I'm pretty sure I was having Buffalo win the division. Uh, maybe that goes a little bit against of saying, you know, I I need a team without Belichick to uh, win that division. You know, if Bill Belichick's there, they're going to win. But. Um, I don't know. I, I still feel like I probably was leaning Buffalo at that time, but I think Cam Newton is just too good of a, an athlete uh, and quarterback to not be worth a win or two, and I think that gets them over the hump. So I have New England going, just like you said, 10-6, and six, one game in front of Buffalo to win the division. But I also look at the, the players on paper, and again, we're going to find out, was it the Tom Brady effect or all these just really good players? But you got a running back stable with Brandon Bolden, Rex Burkhead, Sony Mitchell, or M- Michelle and uh, James White. That's a pretty good foursome right there. Yeah. At wide receiver, I know they had issues at times last year, but they got rid of Dorsett. Uh, Edelman's still there. Harry's in his second year. They brought in Marquise Lee, and they still have Muhammad Sanu. That is a more than um, capable group right there. Um, they drafted a couple tight ends. Um, we'll see if any of them can step up. But I still like their offensive line. They were able to retain Joe Tooney uh, at guard with Shaq Mason. David Andrews is back at center, uh, hopefully for him. Um, and they still have Marcus Cannon and uh, Isaiah Wynn at tackle. Uh, defensively, um, you know, they, they, 
maybe don't have a lot of big names at defensive line, but uh, the the last 10 years or so of the Patriots regime, the defensive linemen haven't been some of the big names. Um, they make up for it in the um, defensive backfield at a minimum with the McCourty brothers and Stefan Gilmore, who I said already uh, the reigning defensive MVP um, that Kyle Duggar, the rookie is back Patrick Chung um, still playing uh, at a high level for them. And besides bringing in um, Yush and Jennings to um, be a pass rusher, they still also have uh, Dante Hightower. So I think, uh, uh, oh, and that goes without saying. I mean, they have Chase Winovich listed here as a defensive end, um, but he's also an edge rusher with John Simon. So, like I said, the Patriots had the best defense in the league for half the season last year. They still have plenty to go there. They added some great rookie pieces. I think they'll be fine. If Cam Newton can get back to the Cam Newton of, you know, 2015, 16, and 17 before the injuries in 18 and 19. I don't see how this team doesn't win 10 games. It would be shocking if they don't win 10 games. Uh, And I was having them probably win eight or nine games without Cam Newtons. Uh, And that just is to say the coaching job that Belichick and his staff will do with either Hoyer or Stidham at quarterback. So Cam Newton to me is worth a win or two. That'll bump them over the bills in my eyes. Uh, I think it's a, it's a strong division uh, with New England, Buffalo, um, near the top, Miami just a bit behind, and unfortunately with the Jets at the bottom. So I think it's going to come down to just a few games. And where I favor New England again is their schedule. Now, the AFC East plays both West divisions this year, which isn't ideal for a team like Miami, who's, you know, a game or two could make or break getting to the playoffs. But New England, I think, has the schedule set up for the best because, well, they do have an early bye. It's in week six. But I think their toughest games will be over um, before the end of the season. I, I think, um, you know, we're, we're high on the Cardinals and even the, the Chargers. Um, those, that's week 12 and 13. But then the last four weeks when, you know, a game or two here and there could be a pay off huge dividends, the Patriots host the Rams, host uh, the Dolphins. Oh, no, sorry. I, I haven't flipped around. The Patriots go to the Rams. They go to Miami. So they have to make that December Miami trip, which everyone will be uh, interested to see how that turns out. But then they get to finish the last two games at home at Gillette, hosting Buffalo and hosting the Jets. So you you would think, and I don't want to say after what happened with the Dolphins last year, but you would think that that January 3rd game against the Jets should be a gimme and an easy win. And you also get probably the prime contender for your crown at home you know, in your stadium, Buffalo, on December 28th, a night game, the Monday night game of Week 16. Like, that's all in New England's favor. I, I just And I think the end of their schedule sets up much better than uh, Miami's. Uh, Miami has to worry about uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots uh, on back-to-back weeks before finishing at Buffalo, so not ideal there. But the Bills, I, the Bills second half of their season, especially the last few weeks. They have a bye in week 11. Then they host the Chargers. They travel to San Francisco. They host Pittsburgh. They go two mile high to play the Broncos. They go to New England, and then they host Miami. I don't think any of those are gimmies. I don't think any of those are necessarily definite losses, but I don't think any of them are definite wins either. So to me, that's also a big... um, Mark in Buffalo's negative column, their the last six weeks of their season, I don't think are ideal. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think all those things kind of go together and kind of lead us to, to where our predictions ended up. <laughs> yeah. So before we finish here, let's quickly run through our uh, playoff scenarios. Um, so your division winners in the NFC were the uh, Seattle Seahawks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Dallas Cowboys. They were also my winners. Uh, who are your NFC wild cards? Okay, I'm going to go with the Eagles at a wild card. And I'm going to go with the Saints as a wild card. You need one more. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, you're right. Um, um let me go with the Niners as as well. Yeah, I'll go with the Niners as the other one. I know there's I had I might have had the record not quite good enough, but I think they fall off from last year, but with that extra spot I think they still get in there. All right, and then what what's your NFC championship game? NFC championship game. I'm gonna go with Oh, man. I'm going to go with Seattle and the Eagles. Okay. Oh, who And who's in the Super Bowl then for the NFC? I'm going to send Seattle to the Super Bowl. Okay, Seattle. All right. Uh, yeah. My NFC teams, again, division champs were the same. Uh, Seattle out west, Tampa Bay in the south, Minnesota in the north, and Dallas in the east, my wild cards in no particular order are the Eagles. <sighs> Give me the. This is tough. Two more. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. take the Falcons because I said I was high on them last year. Okay. I don't know if that pans out yeah. to what I had they, said. They were there. Um, I, I I said I thought I could see uh, Atlanta making some noise, so I'm gonna stick my neck out and say the Falcons make it. Um, as a wild card, you know what? And I don't know. Do something it. tells me that I that I, I feel like I should take the Niners. Um, right. I just I, I'm between two. Um, to stay on brand, I'm not going to pick the Saints, so I'm going to leave the Saints out. <laughs> and um, so I have um, I have the Eagles. Uh, I have the Eagles. And I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Cardinals maybe as a little bit of a surprise. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's uh, awesome. I just love like, it. I love the, it. I just, hope like, right. why not? I, I need some turnover. I want to see that um, Vikings, Bucks, Seahawks, Cowboys, and then give me like I said, Eagles, Falcons, Cardinals. Lots of birds. Uh, nice. Lots of birds. I like it. I like it. Uh, then my NFC Championship game is going to be Seahawks against the Buccaneers. And I am also taking okay. the Seahawks in the NFC. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and my uncle actually did text me. He gave uh, the his uh, championship game selections uh, in the NFC. He has Saints over the Buccaneers um, f- to okay. get New Orleans to the Super Bowl. And that would be wild. Win it. That would mean playing three times. You know. Yeah. All right. So, so. Uh, I'll go. I'll do my AFC first since I had you do okay. AFC first. So, Sounds good. Um, my picks in uh, the AFC were the Chiefs out west, 
Um, I'm sorry. Is that? I'm sorry. I'm trying to see. He has it all written here now. Um, yes. Chiefs out west. Texans in the south. Ravens in the north. And the Patriots in the east. And then my wild cards. Oh, boy. Who are my wild cards going to be? Um, I'm going. I'm going to go Chargers. Steelers. And Bills. Chargers, Steelers, Bills. Those are my three wild cards. Uh, then okay. my AFC championship game is going to be... tough I feel like I want I feel like I want to say Ravens Chiefs I, yeah I'm gonna say Ravens Chiefs I'm gonna see okay. what we all wanted to see last year and we're deprived of yeah I think we're gonna yeah. get it this year um but I am not going Super Bowl hangover I'm going Chiefs back in the Super Bowl oh, uh, man. for Chiefs Seahawks. oh my gosh Chiefs Seahawks. I won't go who wins until uh, you do your AFC. Um, okay. So your AFC, Justin, so far to to date, your champions were Chiefs, Colts, Ravens, Patriots. So uh, just need some three wild cards. All right. I'm gonna go Bills as a wild card. I'm gonna go um, Texans as a wild card. Actually, so hang on. I'm going Bills, Steelers, and man. I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go Bills, Steelers, Titans. Ooh, so Texans um, not in. Correct, correct. Okay. I'm taking them out. So yeah. who's your AFC championship um, matchup? My FC championship match, man. Gosh, I. So the teams I had. Well, just let me think. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the Chiefs in. Are you gonna gonna make your I'm, mom happy I'm, or not? Well, see, uh, to be honest, I the teams you picked, including the winners, were exactly what I picked. And I was like. Can we go on the show with the exact same sure. Like, sure, why like, not? Matchup. So I'm actually gonna go different though. I'm, okay. I'm gonna throw in the Colts. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Chiefs Colts. Chiefs Colts. Um Yeah. And I'm gonna go with the Chiefs making it again. So I think we're gonna see Seahawks Chiefs. So that being said, I'd like a giant asterisk. <laughs> If the Ravens make it, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> kick myself. Well, that's what I, I wanted I to do. <laughs> right, right. I just I, I, I kind of want to see the Colts do it. So, like, and to be honest, that goes from making my mom really happy to making my mom really angry. That's true. So, you kind of did a 180, um, 180 there. Yes, yeah. Um, yes. So, my uncle had the Ravens beating the Chiefs in the AFC t- Championship game. So, um, he and I are just flipped in that matter. Um, I left his Super Bowl winner out of the playoffs altogether as my hatred for the New Orleans Saints comes, uh, you know, full boil once again. No, I don't hate the Saints. I just have been a detractor. I have to, I have to stay with that. So no Saints in the playoffs for me. My uncle has the Saints winning the Super Bowl. He has them defeating the Ravens. We both, or well, yeah, we do both have Seahawks Chiefs, don't we? It's both Seahawks Chiefs in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to see Kansas City repeat, and I think it would be awesome, um, you know, the Chiefs players are talking about a dynasty. Um, I'm going to flip and go with Seattle. I'm, I'm going to go with Seahawks over Chiefs in Super Bowl 55. Okay. Um, man, I'm really going back and forth because, like, Seattle would be an interesting story. But you know what? I'm going to double down. I think the Chiefs get it done again. All right. Um, and, yeah, I just it, – it would be crazy to see them do it. But can you imagine – oh, my gosh. Like, can you imagine the hype being bigger around Patrick Mahomes than it already is right. if he were to get it done again? I know. You know what I mean? Like, if they were to win again, like uh, – Yeah. I, I saw – I know it's a super slow, like July is typically super slow for sports. Throw in a pandemic. I know you've got some other things lined, like about to start off and everything, but yeah, this week there was somebody, is Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer if he retired today? And I'm like, Jeez, oh my gosh. Like, like, the Terrell Davis argument, except right, even like right, shorter. Right. right, exactly, exactly. So anyway, it was just, I was just thinking that, but like if he did it again next year, I think it would be a solid yes. Like, I know that sounds crazy, and that would be – we could do a whole show on yeah, that. Could you but imagine like, only playing, what, four years, winning two Super Bowls, maybe two MVPs, uh, right? and just being like, no, I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah, walking away just from walking $450 million. Crazy. But, crazy. Yeah. So, but, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm doubling down. Right. Why not? There we go. I mean, I don't not sure either of us are certainly convinced and it'll probably change often over the next at least 6 weeks and then who knows what the season will bring. But there it is. That's our 2020 NFL preview. Division winners, wild card participants, championship games and Super Bowl 55 all discussed here on the show as training camps kick off in full this week. So before we wrap it up, and uh, head out um, for a, a actually pretty long hiatus. Um, we're going to listen to uh, one of our sponsors, Small Player Big Play. Big Play app, the all sports social media app for young athletes. Live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right, and we thank May Sandwich Shop and Smaller Small Player Big Play for supporting us and advertising on the show. Be sure to check them out at ordermaze.com, smallplayerbigplay.com, and be sure to download the Small Player Big Play app from the Apple or Google app stores. So, uh, Justin, any final thoughts on the NFL preview or any shout-outs for you this week? No, we, we held up our end on the, on NFL getting ready. Now uh, they just need to do their part, right? And uh, 
hopefully we're seeing football in a month, basically. Yeah, really, we're not that far away. Uh, it's about um, about five. I know it's a little more for weeks. NFL. But yeah, NFL yeah. is after Labor Day. It's the Thursday after, so it's like September tenth or something it's like super that. Super late this year. Yeah, yeah. it's like super it's as late as can 10th. be. Um, yeah, I think it, actually, I think, uh, Labor Day is the seventh. So yeah. So Thursday, September 10th is, uh, the first game featuring the, uh, the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions. And, uh, we'll see if, uh, they can win back to back like Justin pre- is predicting. Um, you know, my uncle said saints, I say Seahawks. Uh, my dad didn't do a Super Bowl picks. Uh, so we'll have to get that from him another time. But the next time you actually hear from us on this show to talk about the NFL, it'll be well underway, hopefully not canceled. Um, and uh, we'll be talking, you know, it'll be like week 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there, you know, going to be closer to um, uh, after Halloween into November, cl- maybe even close to Thanksgiving. Uh, and that's because Justin and I will be focused on the Bulldog Hour, the um Local high school football team is getting ready to start things up. They start uh, heat acclimation the week of August 10th, practices the week of August 17th, and then on August 28th, they get things rolling uh, as scheduled at this moment against Central Dolphin uh, in Harrisburg. So Justin and I will be doing a whole bunch of uh, stuff for the Wilson football team uh, through the end of their season, at least at the end of October, hopefully well into November. So... um yeah, I mean, if something comes up and we can uh, jump in here on the Joe Mason JRF show to talk NFL, we certainly will. But um, don't expect this show to be uh, out there for crazy to think, but three and a half months. Yeah, it's crazy. Hopefully, I hope I hope we uh, I hope everything works out with that schedule. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to uh, throw a wrench into that plan. Uh, but obviously, everything is still fluid. Uh, we hope everyone stays safe and stays healthy and um, things start to return to normal throughout the fall and into the winter. Uh, but yeah, 2020, man, it's been a ride. That's for sure. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's one way to put it. Yes. All right. So um, again, Justin, happy belated birthday. Hope you enjoyed. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed the day. And um I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, there's a ton of people celebrating birthdays and anniversaries and whatnot um, before we'll be back again in November. So obviously I'm not going to go through and uh, mention a whole bunch of them now. Um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, to football season. Really get rolling here um, very, very shortly. But Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up everything for episode 313 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. Uh, enjoy the final uh, month of summer here in August and um, make sure you're watching all the action you can on the gridiron uh, collegiately, professionally, and hey, hit up a few local high school games if you are able to. Uh, Justin and I will be back again, like I said, sometime in November. If you want more from us, though, visit BulldogHour.com. But until then, uh, stay safe and stay healthy. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. 
You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.